Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I am here today with Raina Pomeroy. So I'm really excited to have Raina here today. Um, I've been following her for years. And when she applied to be on my podcast, I was so like floored and thrilled and shocked and all of that. So I'm really excited to chat with her today. Um, So Raina is the founder of Raina & Co. and the creator of the Dreamy Client Magnet Program. She helps creative entrepreneurs get laser focused so that they can book more dreamy clients with ease, get paid to do what they love, and have the freedom and flexibility to enjoy it all. She is a coach, speaker, educator, author, and podcaster. When not fully immersed in her company, you'll find her supporting students at Stanford University's Graduate School of Business. Raina's work has been featured on the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast, Entrepreneur.com, Britain Co., The Huffington Post, and The Rising Tide Society. You can find out where you should be focusing in your business over at reinaandco.com. So I'm really excited to have Raina here today um, to chat all about finding focus. So let's just dive right in. All right. Hi, Raina. Welcome to the show. I'm excited you're here and I can't wait to chat all about finding your focus. I know that's something a lot of people struggle with, but before we dive in, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. So, um... I am now a business coach for creative entrepreneurs. I work with people who I call myself a focus coach because truly what I find that most people struggle with is having all the ideas, right? We're all visionary people. We're very creative. And at the same time, it's like, it's really important to know what's going to move the needle in your, in your business forward. Um, so it's really interesting. My background is actually as a social worker. I was a pro- project manager, program manager, as well as a social worker. And while I was doing that, Um, I realized I needed a creative outlet. So I started a wedding planning business because you don't just like take a painting class or something. You like (laughs) go start a business, right? So that was my first foray into entrepreneurship and I loved doing both. It was like my left brain part of, you know, my business and listening to people is something that I just do naturally. So that transitioned into coaching and now working with creative entrepreneurs. That's like the wedding folks that I started with. And I really just absolutely love the combo of the two things and to be able to help people find what is the most important thing, both in your life and in your business, um, so that you can focus, 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 and like do the work intentionally. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think that's a lot, something a lot of people struggle with, especially in the beginning, because they get into business and they're trying to do everything and they don't need to be doing everything, yeah. um, but they don't know how to stop doing everything. They're just like, okay, but what is actually important? Or they think like, oh, I need to keep posting on Instagram because someday it will give me clients, even though it's not happening at this exact moment. So I think that's something like really big that people struggle with. So yeah. kind of diving into that, when kind of first starting on business, you feel like you have to do everything, obviously. So how do we kind of combat that feeling and start focusing on the things that are just really necessary in our business? Yeah. So I think it's really interesting. At the very, very beginning of our businesses, what normally happens is this like kind of desperateness of like, I need clients right now, (laughs) right? Because in order to be in business, we have to have clients or we have to have people buying our services or products, right? Which is fine. 
And at the same time, there's this need, I, I believe that there's this need to build a foundation and um, to think about, instead of thinking about all the marketing that you should be doing or the blasting out that you should be doing to kind of get inner focused, um, looking inside and saying, okay, what is it that I want this business to look like? What problem am I really solving? What am I trying to do with this company that I'm trying to build? Um, and really focusing on that component in order to know what to focus on first. Because here's what I see people doing. It's like, okay, I'm gonna start a VA business and I'm just gonna try to get as many clients as I can. But if you don't get focused on who it is that you're trying to serve, what kind of skills do you bring from the outside of the VA world industry, right? Like, what have I done in the past? Or, you know, what, I, what do I enjoy about VA work in general? And like, think about what it is that you bring to the table. And this is like what people call niching down, right? Like, mm -hmm. figuring out what your thing is. Um, but I think we don't do that enough, we just say, bring the clients to me. I can help you. I will do anything. And being kind of the Jane of all trades. And it's, it like really is about shooting your, yourself in the foot. Um, I have people emailing me all the time that say like, I invested in this course, I did this thing, but nothing's working. And it's usually because we're looking at everyone else and trying to see like, can somebody else solve the problem for me of bringing in more clients? And truly it's for me, like, the, the most successful people that I have worked with uh, client-wise are the people who are willing to slow down the role of marketing and getting hired in order to like just pause for a second and say, what do I actually enjoy? Mm -hmm. What is my heck yes? Like what do I want my life to look like? Um, and then like adding in the bonus or adding in the extra layer, the second layer of like who are my dreamy clients? And so the signature program that I run now is called Dreamy Client Magnet. And it's all about building a you-centric business that also adds like the essential factor of like, I want to work with just my dreamy clients, mm -hmm. not just random people. Um, but the people who I truly want to serve. So that was like a really long winded answer, but like how to find your focus is all about how to find like who you are, what you want this business to look like and what it is that you want to be doing. Totally. And I feel like a lot of people really do miss that like pre-planning stuff. They like go straight into any clients, like the fire flight type thing. And it's like, but like, what do you want to accomplish? What are your goals? What are you good at? Like what, like what, are, what is your, five-year plan. I know like people don't want to think about that because like, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't need to think about that. Like I'm not in the corporate world anymore, but it's like, it's, you still have to have some kind of structure. Otherwise it's just going to be chaotic and you're just going to be all over the place and, you know, throwing spaghetti, spaghetti at the wall and hoping it sticks and it doesn't spoil the alert. <laughs> so it's like one of those things you just really need to like take that time, slow your roll and you know, okay, what needs to be done before I can start bringing in clients? Because if you don't do that, you're going to bring in clients that not only are probably not your ideal clients, but they're probably also not going to pay you the rates that you want and deserve, or they're just going to be complete nightmares. Like I know when I first started, I had a couple people that were like nightmares and I knew they were going to be nightmares before I even took them on. But I was so like, I don't want to say desperate for money, but I kind of was. And I just took them on and I was like, why did I do this to myself? Like why? And then, you know, it's, but if you take the moment to plan, and figure out who that person is, who you want to work with, you can kind of avoid that, or at least for the most part, like you might still have one or two that are not so great, but you avoid it a little bit better. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. I think it's really interesting to like, important for us to slow down enough to know like, 
in order to have like the the minimum thing that I need this person to embody is to honor these values, right? Mm-hmm. So it might be around like them not emailing you after a certain point during the day, right? Red flag. Like if they text you at midnight and they expect you to do something, you're like, no, not a dreamy client, right? No. Um, and at the beginning, I just want to mention too, because at the beginning, I've had clients who weren't exactly quote unquote dreamy, but they were still good people mm-hmm. and I liked working with them. They just weren't the kind of niche down enough kind of client whose problems I wanted to solve um, or the the problems that only I felt like I could solve with them. Um, so it's, I don't know, at the beginning, it's hard to find those dreamies and it's okay to kind of kiss the frogs, so to speak, before you find, you know, your dreamy client prince, if you will. But I think knowing who generally it is, is going to help you. I was actually just at a networking event, kind of like a side note. Um, There was a gal who is like a community manager for like big name brands. And she was telling us about like what kind of work she does. And I was like, oh, I know people who are just like you and we have people in common. And this guy was like, oh, I need, I need a community manager. Do you want to like, I can send you work. And I, and he was telling us that he's like an exterminator. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably not her dream client. She doesn't do that. She could probably do what you need, but you are not her dreamy client. And it was just like so apparent to me that if you, if you are scared, right, if you have that scarcity mindset, you're like, I would. I would probably take that if you were in that scarcity mindset, but it's kind of like, you're probably not going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's probably yeah. not the person. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of a random note, but no, but no, I completely agree with that. I mean, funny enough, I just had someone pop in my inbox the other day. It was actually a referral from someone else and they're like, Hey, this person needs help with Instagram or whatever. Like you guys want to work to, or, you know, here's their contact yeah. information. And I looked at that person's profile and I was just like, mm, like, this is not in my, you know, really dreamy client range. Like, yep. and, you know, I feel even worse because it's like, it's a referral. It's not like it's just like a random person like popping in my Dubsado yep. form. It's like a referral. So I'm like, I feel like almost a little more inclined to do it. But then at the same time, I'm like, it's not going to be a good fit for me. It's totally probably not going to be a good fit for her if I'm not feeling it 100%. Yep. Um, so it's just like one of those things you like, you just have to say, oh, thanks for the referral. I really appreciate it. And then, you know, go from there because you just, you don't have to take on people that you don't feel good about. And yeah. you know, it's, it's in everyone's best interest to kind of, even though you might feel inclined, just don't do it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's just not, it's not going to be a good fit. Um, so I know that this will kind of differ depending on our business models, but what are some of the most important things that we should be focusing on business owners? Like what are those things that like only we can do and we can't outsource or, like automate in some way or hmm. I think this is a really challenging question because it really kind of depends on where you are in business. Like if you have the capacity to outsource, I'm like, heck yeah, like leverage <laughs> that money to make your time grow. Mm-hmm. Um, this is both true in your life, right? Like grocery delivery or like getting your house cleaned. Like that is leverage time. Um, but like some people don't have the capacity to do that. And so it's just kind of like what, can you focus on right now? I think the the number one thing for people who don't have like a full client roster yet is to focus on the services that are the most uh, leveraged time for you. So meaning like, uh, like in your business, what are the things that make you the most money and you have to do the least amount of marketing in? 
right, to continue to get those clients. So I would say recurring revenue is always something that I'm focused on to have like ongoing clients rather than like, a, let's say if you're a graphic designer and you could do either branding projects, like you have to market, find those clients, sign those clients, onboard those clients, right? Like that process versus having like um, a branding person who does like, I don't know, monthly retainer work. Yeah. Right? So like that I've had people on my team for two years, like they don't have to sell me after they sell me once. Like you just do the good work. You stay on my team. Like I love it. Um, so it's just kind of like setting that mentality for yourself. It's like, what kind of work is the most leveraged amount of, um, time and money? Um, so that that's where I would focus first if you don't have that yet. And then after that, it's kind of like thinking to yourself, how do I want to create an offer that feels like either higher impact, right? Or like higher touch points with more, more quality time with your client or more value for your client. Um, that's going to garner like a higher price point. So instead of, you know, getting like a, a $2,000 package, you're selling like a $10,000 package. Um, or if, if that's not the right you want to take, you can do more of like a passive product, which is never passive, never <laughs> passive. I will say that if you aren't selling it, like when you are actively awake, then you're not going to sell it passively ever. <laughs> so like, it's just one of those things that you need to constantly thinking about, like, is am I more of a teacher, right? Do I want to be teaching something or do I want to create like um, a template pack that I can sell and like promote constantly? So it's kind of like, which one do you really want to focus your energy and time on? If you're more of like a one to many person, you, you're going to have to like be comfortable growing that platform. Totally. Yeah, no, I think that's helpful too. And the thing that I like to think about is like, what are the things only I can actually do? So obviously I can't have someone else posting the podcast for me. Like that's just not going to work. Um, but then there are things that like you can, you know, at least automate like social media, you, yeah. yeah, you type up the captions and stuff, but you can put it in scheduler. So you don't have to be sitting there like manually posting and stuff like that. So just like small things like that, obviously if you can't afford to outsource to like actual people, then, you know, paying $19.99 a month or something like kind of inexpensive, um, and outsourcing that way, like to a system versus a, um, person that can help too, because I feel like a lot of the time, as solopreneurs, as a lot of you guys are, we are trying to do so many things and a lot of things we do need to do in our business, but it doesn't need to be done by us. Um, it can be done by another person or a system. So I think yeah. I absolutely agree. I think, thank goodness for scheduling tools, right? Like amazing. I think it's incredible that we have these like Instagram posting tools or like email providers that send emails at certain times. Like, thank goodness. Cause I cannot be accountable for like remembering every single thing that needs to happen. So Right. Or like appointment schedulers too. Those are like, Oh my gosh. That was the first tool I ever invested in acuity. I love you. Thank yes. you for saving my butt. Yes. Like truly like without acuity, my life would be bonkers. Seriously though, like who has time to sit there and like ask for, Oh, are you available Monday at 3 PM? No, actually I'm not available that day. And like back and forth. It's like, no, just pick a time on my calendar. That works for both of us. It could be tomorrow. It could be in two weeks, but but also time zones. I am not yeah. like oh, God, so accountable for time zones. No. Yeah. Like the U S is hard enough, but when you start working with people in other countries, like I recently hosted a summit and some of the people were in Australia and Australia also has like a million different time zones, not just like one in the country. So you're like, 
one person it was like 2 a.m. and another person was like 8 a.m. and I'm like, huh, how are these like so different? Like in the U.S. it's just like, you know, only a couple hours apart for the most part. So it was just crazy. Yeah. yeah, Acuity saved my butt on that too. Otherwise I would have been like, sorry, it's 2 a.m. your time. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. You do not need to be focusing any of your energy or any of your time doing that stuff. Like that is something that like you should have bought yesterday if you are in business. <laughs> yeah, it's only like I think it's fifteen dollars a month. I am on the ten dollars a month plan because I, I got think there's a free plan. Right, there is, but it doesn't send the emails um, oh, okay. that remind people. And I feel like if people don't get those reminders, they're just not going to show yeah. up. Because yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there is a free plan if you want to bootstrap for a little bit. Um, so, what are some of your best tips for kind of eliminating that brain clutter and finding true focus? Because I know sometimes we have like a thousand different things in our head and we're like, I have the to-do list that is seven miles long. Like what do I do first? Yeah. I think one of the biggest things, this could be like a, a, a full blown hour conversation. So yeah. I think um, the way that works for me is probably not going to work for everybody and that's okay. Uh, but the way that I teach planning for my clients is one, one big tip is anything that's on your to-do list should not take you more than 15 to 60 minutes, 15 minutes to 60 minutes. So if you cannot sit down for 15 to 60 minutes and actually like cross it off, it is too big. I have seen clients who have put on their to-do list, write a book. That is not a to-do list item. That is a project, right? And so if you're writing a book and that's like the task, then you got to break it down. You have to be like, I, I will write for, for 60 minutes today. Mm -hmm. You can cross that off in 60 minutes, right? Or I need to have a word count of blah, and you know your average word count is this. So you can cross that off. It, in our brains, we, you know how like if you have a task list and something's not on your to-do list, you'll like write it down and then cross it off? Mm -hmm. Our brains love to be able to cross things off because it gives us that chemical that says, oh, I got some momentum. Mm -hmm. When we have more momentum, we are able to do more, right? And so it just propels us to continue to like keep moving in the direction we're, we're trying to get to. The thing that I see most often with people is that we will create these tasks that aren't actually productive, but they are busy work, right? Like we can do things that keep us busy. Like, oh, I can just, you know, spend some time on social media and that's like marketing, right? Yeah. Not exactly. So like you have to really be focused on what are my top priorities for this week? break that down into the small tasks that you need to get done, like the follow-ups that need to happen. That's going to bring you in money, right? Or um, like making sure that you do your client work, obviously continuing to bring in money, right? All of those things that lead to the next big goal that you have, that's what's going to help you. And then when you're at a place where you're full, like at full capacity for your client work, thinking about what it is that you want to do next in the phase of your business. And like creating more space, more time to reflect is actually going to be the most effective thing. I think that when we're at a place in our business where we're constantly busy with client work, it's like, I can't even sleep. How am I supposed to carve more time out for myself? But that is the biggest and most impactful time that you can do as a CEO. So looking at your revenue numbers, looking at your vision, looking at like your master plan, so to speak, and saying, okay, where do I want to go with this master plan? So that's kind of how I think about my, my goal setting and planning and like creating focus in, in that moment. Yeah. I love that. And I think, I think that's really helpful, especially the tip, like, you know, some people just are like, yeah, I want to write a book and then they don't break it down and it's, and then it's overwhelming. So they don't even do it. 
So that's like where for me personally, a project management tool comes in because I like to be able to break it down. Okay, here's the big task or right here, are the little tasks underneath that, because you're right. Like our brain, if we see something that's so overwhelming, that's such a big task, we can't really process it as easily as we could, you know, write a chapter of this book or, you know, if it's like you're launching a new program or something like set up a landing page versus like launch a program or yeah, even like. <laughs> exactly. Like even before you like have that landing page, there's probably a three steps before yeah. that, right? Like write the copy, talk to your ideal clients and then like pull together images, then set up your landing page, right? Like there's just a lot of different pieces that people don't even think about and then get really un overwhelmed and like, like you just are so unsatisfied with the work that they got done today or didn't get done today. One of the other things that I think finding focus is like really important. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, that's crucial for the, the focus process is to actually celebrate what you got done. Because like yeah. I said, crossing that stuff off is really incredibly important. I mean, like I can't tell you how many things I forget during the day, much less during the week. And to be able to reflect back and say, you know what? I actually got a lot done this week. It wasn't everything that I wanted to get done. But when you do that reflection process, you are able to see like how much, like what the expectation you have is versus how much you actually get done and like how different those two things are. Um, and we actually created a tool called the CEO report that I've been personally doing for myself for about two and a half years. It's like a business journal, I guess, um, where every single Friday around three ish o'clock, um, I'll sit down and just say like, it's, it's a type form that I've set up and we have like a template that you guys can download too. Um, but it's basically all about like any metric that I want to hit, like how is, how are my social media numbers going? How am I feeling? What did I feel most productive in? How much money did I make this week? All of that stuff is kind of like in one place. And I think what's really important and interesting about this is that you can look back on the last 52 weeks of your, like in the year and say, this was what worked. This is what moved my needle forward this year right? Versus something else. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of stuff really helps me to be able to goal set for the next season of business. I love that. I think that's really cool because you are, like you said, you're able to see like what worked each week. Like you can look at it on a big picture scale versus just week by week at the end of the year and then realize like, oh wow, okay, this, this tool is really working for me, but mm, not really seeing results from this one. So maybe we can kind of like you know, ease up on this one a little bit. So that's really cool. Um, I will definitely share that in the show notes. I know you linked it when you uh, booked the call. So I'm going to share that as well. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. If you just go to rainandco.com forward slash CEO report, you should find that. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. And these are all, all awesome tips. So now I'm going to dive into the three questions that I ask everyone that comes on the show. Okay. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? Oh man. What does it mean to be an entrepreneur? Entrepreneur means that you are in control of ideas and you are in control of results and you are in control of your time um, for better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> right? um, my ideal entrepreneurial thing is to be able to have freedom and flexibility because that's why I started my business. Um, my favorite part about being an entrepreneur is also like being able to do whatever the heck I want and be like my, my five-year-old son likes to say, mom is the boss. And I truly <laughs> am like, I own my own business. I get to do this and I get to show, you know, people around me that this crazy weird path is a possibility. Um, where most people it's uh, like normal to just get a job. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah. I love to be able to, to show people that you can 
create a career out of this idea that you have and you can have a dog in your <laughs> office every day. Um, I, yeah. I do. I do actually. Have I do too. Mine's over there. <laughs> it's just funny. Like it, it's one of those things that like, I, I love to be able to have that kind of freedom and flexibility for myself. So it, it's something that I, yeah, I just can't trade. No, I, I completely agree with that. It's so freeing. And like, I just can't imagine like what, like what, how I could have done like a corporate career. Cause I was in it. I only, I only worked full time in the corporate world for about a year after I graduated college. So I'm like, how, I don't know how I could have done this like my whole life. Cause now I'm like here, I'm 27 and I'm like, okay, like I don't want to do anything else ever again. And I'm so glad and lucky that I was able to do it at a young age versus like you know, I'm so jealous that you're so young and like you're able to like I, I just can't even believe that that's kind of like the thing that people can do now. Yeah. One of the gals who was on my team for two years, she was in undergrad when I hired her and left basically when she was in graduate school and like on my team for a really long time, right? And she like dipped her toe in, in entrepreneurship and she was probably like in like even her young 20s and I'm like if I had that, like, you would be taking over the world. I mean, right. you guys are taking over the world. I think it's just really, really cool. Um, yeah. I slogged it and then got a master's degree and then did all these other things. <laughs> Thanks yeah. for session. But it's just really cool that, like, that, that this online industry can allow more entrepreneurs to flourish. Totally. And I'm, I'm always amazed because there are people, like, there's a girl I know. She started when she was, like, 19. There's another girl who started when she was, like, 18. I'm like, oh, I was just, like, flopping around in college like hoping for the best like I didn't even know what I was doing like, I didn't even know that was a, a viable option like I knew yeah. brick and mortar stores were a thing but I didn't know you could be like an online entrepreneur so I was like you know just living life and then now you can like major in social media in school that was not a thing when I graduated I mean I only graduated in 2014 from college but still like that was not even like a viable career path at that point so it's just yeah. crazy how much things have changed totally but, so what is your favorite tool to use in your business just a tool that you could not imagine running your business without you know this is such a boring answer but google suites like i don't know why google suites knock on wood thank god it's still free but like why is it free like it is amazing and i do there like there's all these other tools that i'm sure that are more creative and cooler than google suites but like truly i could not run my business without it right every I single day yeah nice to be able to share the documents and like you basically have like free access to Word and PowerPoint and stuff without having to pay for it. I mean, I know you can get like the stuff for the Mac for free now, but you know, it's just really cool. And it's so collaborative. Like my, my husband is actually like an, like he does finance accounting and that's his job. And he always makes fun of me because I'm always talking about Google Sheets and he's like, Oh, I can't even understand why you would use that. Like it doesn't do all the things. I'm like, I understand. I understand why you don't understand. But honestly, to me, being able to share it with someone without having to like drop it into a file or something like you literally just like share a link it makes it so easy and you can access it totally forever, you know so it's like yeah. i don't think you'll ever understand because you are excel obsessed but you know no it's funny because my husband is a statistician he works for google now so he's <laughs> like an excel like adores excel and like now is totally converted to google spreadsheets or whatever <laughs> i'm like yeah i mean you can make pivot tables on both so i think you're okay it just kind of <laughs> cracks me up you know like we kind of get 
obsessed with the tool that we really love. The other tool that I really like, speaking of collaboration, is Slack. Mm -hmm. um, I use Slack for both my team that I work with and like the people who support me, but as well as like my clients who bring me on board to their teams or clients, like I host a mastermind and we do everything on Slack as well. So like, it's just Slack is another tool that I'm very grateful for. And I'm just grateful to have as like a free tool. I mean, you could do the paid version too, obviously, but yeah, that's another one I love. I love Slack too. And I just started like bringing my clients into there and it's been such a game changer because before I had them in my project management tool and they were kind of confused or like, what am I supposed to do in here? So I was like, all right, just tell me what you need done in Slack and then I will have build it out. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of hard to get it set up. I feel like once you're in it and like once it's set up, it's fine. But at the very beginning when it's blank, you're like, I don't know how to use this. <laughs> right. It's like, what the heck is yeah. this? Yeah. Cool. And then lastly, who is your go-to business resource? Just like someone that is in, you know, you're inspired by in the industry and you're always kind of like looking at what they're, what they have to offer. Oh man. I feel like there's so many people that I look up to. Um, so a couple different answers, I guess. So so most of them are women. Um, one is Ali Casaza. I don't know if you know who she is. She's a, a mom entrepreneur, but she talks to moms about like how to have an uncluttered, like really joyful life as a mom um, rather than kind of like always being behind. And I just really think she, she's so authentic and the way that she markets is really like legit and genuine. So she's in the online space, but I think she just does online entrepreneurship really beautifully. Um, I really also like Laura Casey of the Cultivate What Matters team. She creates the, the power sheets, um, plan, goal setting planner, intentional planner. And I just love her products. I think she does a really beautiful job. They, the marketing is always gorgeous and well-branded. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of other people, but just like people who have, you know, that aren't necessarily like directly teaching about business, but people who are like in that space. And like, it, I, I just think it's really cool to see, in the past five years since I was a brand new mom to having another child, like how many cool mom products there are now, thanks yeah. to women who are willing to like create products. Like yeah. I used to have to go to like Babies R Us and now I, I like for this pregnancy, I haven't even been to a Babies R Us or anything like that because I'm buying from small businesses and it makes yeah. me so much happier. Yeah, it's, it's really cool how many cool things. I mean, I'm not a mom yet, so I don't really know that. <laughs> I've seen like different tools and like, what that exists? Like that's really cool. Like. I'll keep this in mind for the future. Like I just yeah. on my secret board or something, but yeah. I mean, I think it's like, even if it's not mom stuff, right. It's, it's kind of like people see a problem and they're able to fix it quicker than like having to necessarily get, um, BC funding or having to go to a big company and like getting it produced by, you know, like you can go to manufacture something because you see a problem. So I just think that's really cool. Um, like it's kind of like democratizing is that the right word? <laughs> like our like products and our info services as well. Yeah, no, I love that. That's really cool. Awesome. Well, just let us know where we can find you. So your website, um, your social media channels and all that good stuff. Yeah. So you can find me at rainandco.com forward slash CEO report. Like we talked about. Um, also we have a really great product called Jimmy client magnet. If you're looking for, you know, making sure that you're booking at your clients who are like the dreamies making more money, doing what you love, which is like my favorite thing. Cause I want you to love what you do and to ultimately have that freedom and flexibility. You can go to dreamyclientmagnet.com and let's see, I'm always hanging out on Instagram at uh, rain and company. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks for sharing me with your audience.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode dash 102. If you've yet to leave a review on the podcast, I would absolutely love it if you could. If you're enjoying the show, it helps boost me in the rankings and get more eyes and ears on the show, which is the ultimate goal. So I would so appreciate that um, if you feel inclined. So make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Babes community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.